Friends, what follows is not for the faint of heart. We bring you tales of the paranormal, human wickedness, the curious, and the bizarre. Please, if you continue, proceed with caution and an open mind. We are the Queen City Creeps. Hello and welcome to Queen City Creeps, your favorite podcast for all things true crime, paranormal, and just a little bit weird. This is Sarah. And I am here with Jennifer. Hello. And Shelby. Hi, I'm Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And today, Jennifer has a terrifying tale for us. Do you want to kick it off, Jennifer? Yeah. So my um, icebreaker question is medical related. So have you ever felt like you were ill with something and then like self-diagnosed yourself? Or have you ever felt like something was wrong with you and someone else didn't believe you? Or both? Hmm. Yes. Yes. Yes to both? Yes to yeah. both? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was... Stories? That was quick. Okay, no, oh, but like okay. a story <laughs> That was a shitty icebreaker question. Yeah, Damn. Damn it. Open-ended question, Jennifer. Sorry. Wait. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? No, go ahead. I don't care. I'm pretty sure I have gout. <laughs> like, all the time? <laughs> I don't know. My dad has gout. So, like... <laughs> most <laughs> old men most, have gout, though. Most guys' dads have gout. Yeah, that's Here's how Here's the thing. I was King Henry... The eighth in another life, and I had gout, and now I have it in real life too. But can you tell me why you think you have it? <laughs> so, so, so like royalty or anything, like people who can get gout. Yeah, like you could have been pretty much any Anybody. number of liver eating peasants. Ew. So on my right foot, like where the foot meets the big toe, it hurts like all, all the time, and it's like kind of sticks out a little. But I don't know if I have like, oh, it does. Oh, like a bone spur, or if I have gout. <laughs> I mean, okay, that is freaky. Like, actually, now that I now that I it. see it, it looks weird. I mean, the fact that you go directly from maybe I kicked a, maybe I kicked a coffee table one time too hard too. I definitely have gout. Well, and I've also been wearing high heels since I was like in eighth grade. Um, is it hard? Yeah, it's like a. I'm pretty sure it's just like a bone spur thing. Gross. And my or a, what is it called? Oh shit! There's another name for it. Um, but my grandma has it too. So like, I think does she also have gout? Oh, so she doesn't have gout. Oh no! Okay. So, so it's genetic gout. <laughs> it's genetic gout. <laughs> right. gotcha. Um, but yeah. So like, if I wear heels too much, like it hurts. If I wear like too tight of shoes, like it hurts. So. If I wear you... open-toed shoes, I scare children. <laughs> my, my little hobbit feet are too wide for some shoes. Um, but huh. you know me, and I wear pointy-toed shoes and high heels almost every day. So I'm kind of just in, like, constant pain. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, I think I have gout. Okay. Yeah, thanks. I, I thought I had herpes once. <laughs> like, legitimately? Oh, yeah, no, I thought my fucking career was over. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so this was a... A time in my life where that was a distinct possibility. Okay. Like, that's a thing that could have happened at any given moment. And I was not just waiting for it, but I was like, if it happened, I wouldn't have been surprised. When it did, <laughs> when it did happen, guess who was surprised? The guy who was crying. Aww. So I was like, God damn it, finally caught up to me. And, and I was just like, okay. I got to book a doctor's appointment, like, right now, because I got to figure out if that's what this actually is. Yeah. Was it, it an ingrown hair? No, no. I mean, it was like, there there were bumps. There were a lot of bumps. Ew, Shit. Shelby. But it wasn't herpes. It was Is this n- your way of telling us you have herpes? I. Because you can't join my cult 
if you have herpes. Hey, how about you stop ruining my story, Sarah? Sorry. <laughs> so, anywho, <laughs> I, I, booked, uh, I booked an appointment that day with my doctor, who is the funniest motherfucker I've ever met. Like, <laughs> he, he is the best. Like, my favorite thing is, like, anytime I go into his office. I'm I'm sitting there, and and in this moment, I think this actually happened. I was terrified because I'm like, oh no, I have this incurable thing. But luckily, I'll be able to like, you know, go go sailing more or whatever those H date commercials tell me I can do. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's cool and everything, but like, ah, everything else fucking sucks. So he walks in, doesn't look up from the clipboard, and goes, "Still fat, huh?" Oh my god! <laughs> I love I love my doctor. He is the funniest dude. So he comes in, and he's like, so I think you have herpes. I'm like, I think so. And he goes, any idea where it came from? I can maybe narrow it down. And he just looks at me and goes, sure. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, I've, you've seen me. It's, it's surprising that people are willing to be intimate with me. It shocks me sometimes. But at the same time, he's like, all right, well, pull your pants down. So I finally got him back with one. I got a zinger in, and I was like, this is the way he went to medical school, right? <laughs> So he's poking around down there for a minute, and he goes, well, it's not herpes. I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Yeah, for sure. Step two, what the fuck is it? He goes, it's like a heat rash. That's, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that would make sense, because I, I've got a lot of pud fat or whatever, so that would make <laughs> sense. Gross, Shelby. And this is like the dead of summer, too, so I'm like, okay, so like, what do I do about this? He's like, I don't know, stop sweating so much. <laughs> Like it's too much chafing. Too yeah. Much, yeah. I, I was mean, just I like, it. I was like, is there medicine? He goes, I don't know. You can shave your pubes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> I love how like nonchalant he is about oh. saying all of this. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> like, we should just do an episode live from my doctor's office at some point. It would be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, so great news. Herpes free to this day. As nice. far as I'm aware anyway. Nice. So, and uh, diagnosed as herpes free. So at least I can show that to people and be like, hey, by the way. Certificate of completion, no herpes. No herpes. Did you think for a second that it was just some other STD? Oh, no. I immediately went to herpes. That was... No, I know. Was... Whenever he said, oh, it's not herpes, but it's something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's something we've never seen before. Yeah. It's I... some sort of mutation. Right. <laughs> well, it's not herpes, but your dick's about to fall off. Right. Like, no, I mean, it never really... Honestly, as soon as he says it's not herpes, it's kind of like being pulled over for a possible DUI and hearing, well, I can tell you haven't been drinking. You're just like, I don't care. I don't care what comes after that sentence. There you go. After yeah, that, yeah. nothing else is at nearly as bad. Like, so yeah, no, it was a, it was a huge relief. I was, I was very happy uh, that I could continue making terrible life decisions. Yeah. Did were, you start wrapping it up after? Yeah. Were you more careful? I'd been wrapping it up. Then what? Mm. Okay. All right. I mean, miss, things happen, you know? So, whatever. There could be herpes of the mouth. I don't know. Are, are you... Saying that you don't think that uh, that stids can be transferred oh, no. once you've wrapped it up. Is no, that I know, but it's at? far less likely. So I mean, did, well, yeah, but if you're and wor- also if someone doesn't have an outbreak, and also as a dude, you're less likely to get herpes. So unless you're banging some girl with a condom with a hole in it with a raging herpes outbreak, how the fuck would you have gotten herpes if you were wrapping it up every time? Let's go with percentages here. <laughs> Sure. Ew. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Shelby. Are we done asking questions? <laughs> yes, I'm done asking questions. Thought you might be. Oh God. I just answered my own question. Sorry, I had I had bumps on my dick and I got freaked out. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. 
I mean, I'd be freaked out too. So I the, get it. The, the thought of it not being that never occurred to me. Yeah. Like, it was just like, nope, oh, wow. that's definitely what it is. Time to get to the doctor, like right now. If it makes you feel better, recently Tyler was slightly concerned that he had herpes, but it was because it was poison ivy. <laughs> Like, he legitimately thought it was herpes, but it was really poison ivy? He, so, he has, like, really sensitive skin. Yeah. So, there. I'm going to go ahead and say that he is pretty sure that there is something really medically wrong with him pretty regularly. Right. Like, he went to a very nice hotel in San Francisco where they probably used Tide or something like it on their sheets, which he's allergic to some chemicals in Tide. Legit was worried he had scabies. Oh, my God. Like, went to the doctor because he was worried he had scabies. That really doesn't surprise me from Tyler, though. It was a, like, $600 a night hotel. And he's like, oh, fucking scabies. Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Oh I was like, my God. oh, God. Okay, but as a married man, if you think you have herpes, that points to two courses of things. His right. thought process is maybe it's been latent herpes. I don't fucking know. Huh. Or my husband's a whore on the side. Right. Who knows? So. Who knows? It's fine. Or, dancer, dancer or for money. I'm a whore on the side. Who knows? Right. That is the other option I was that referring is, to. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Another so three options then. Latent herpes. He's Which a whore. A or thing. I'm a whore. How long have you guys been married? Uh, uh we've been married for <laughs> <laughs> Hold She's on. Having some troubles. Six years in October. Wow, that's really latent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Shelby? Shut your mouth. Well, anyway. I don't have herpes either. So, hey, me fine. either. High five. High five. I'm glad that none of us has has herpes. That's really great. Do you have a piece of paper saying that you don't? Um, Like a piece of paper? Probably, I, I no. laminated mine. I oh, didn't wow. laminate mine, but it's on my, my cocks thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> anyway, so as far as I'm concerned, um, I feel like I'm anytime I'm sick, which isn't actually often. I don't get sick very often. But I automatically turn to WebMD because I want to know the worst case scenario, obviously. Obviously. So I guess like in college, I had this weird, like it, it was like you went swimming and you have that like air pressure in your ear. You know what I'm talking about? But it like would never go swimmer's away. Swimmer's ear? Yeah. yeah. It would never go away though. I was trying to get it normal and I even took the... Like swimmer ear kind of stuff that you're like supposed the drops and stuff uh-huh. like yeah, that. and yeah. nothing was like helping at all. And it was only one of my ears, and it was it lasted for weeks where I could like I could hear some stuff, but it was really muffled. Uh-huh. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? It can't be like an ear infection." Or else, like, I feel like I would be in more pain. Was it a bug? Was there I, I a bug still in to your this ear? day do not know what it was because I went to like the clinic at. MSU and they were like oh yeah I don't know let's take this antibiotic or whatever and see if it helps eventually it helped after like I don't know like a week or so but I was like what the fuck is this but I I legitimately was like maybe it's a tumor maybe I have ear loss or hearing loss not ear loss was it herpes that's a little more obvious no was it herpes of the ear no then you web MD'd it and it was like (laughs) you have SIDS Well that, well, that doesn't seem right. Sudden infant death? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never thought I'd get you to laugh at a SIDS joke, but I fucking did it. I'm so proud of myself right now. But it was like, it, 
was always pointing to like cancer or a tumor or something it like that. It always does. Or an ear infection, but I, I was pretty positive it wasn't an ear infection. If I Googled my foot symptoms, it'd probably tell me I had foot cancer. Probably. Specifically big toe cancer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just Obviously. need to amputate it off. But I also do that for my friends. Like, I, if someone tells me something's wrong with them and they don't know what it is, I obviously put in all their symptoms <laughs> on WebMD and I tell them. Does like, your left before, elbow hurt? Before really? your uh, doctor tells you, you have cancer. Yeah. So, because you hate your friends having peace of mind? Yeah. Is that why you do that? Okay. It's, that just, sounds accurate, it's just so yeah. funny to me. But I'm like, I'm pretty paranoid all the time. So Like right. hypochondriac? I mean, not, not really that. I think I'm just really dramatic. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, I I just that, make shit up like that. That's the thing. Web, WebMD is great for people who are already hypochondriacs. For everybody else oh, in the yeah. world, it's like, can we get fucking serious about this for a second? <laughs> Obviously, I don't have feline leukemia. Let's give it another fucking, <laughs> let's spin the wheel once more and see what this might fucking be. I got the fiv. That's amazing. Jeez. Oh, okay, let's start the story, guys. Yeah. So have either of you seen the movie um, The Exorcism of Emily Rose? I have. Yes. Exactly. I have two. It's a 2005 movie, I think. 2005? Really? Yeah, I think so, that sounds yeah. about right. I was I was just going into roughly yeah, high school whenever Guys, it came out. I always so. forget how old I am. No. <laughs> but so this story that I'm about to tell you is um, the story that was based loosely, or I guess the movie. The was movie based was based loosely. loosely off of this story. So mostly about the court case afterwards, um, and a few different details but this um the woman i'm not going to talk to is actually or talk about is um from west germany Mm -hmm. obviously emily rose is american yeah because you know we can't have any foreigners like we can't have any like actual movies about foreigners no one would go see them no one would go see it because this is america also germans yelling without demons in them are terrifying (laughs) so so maybe let's not demon it up farther true Mm. true true Okay, so Annalise Michael, Mickle, Mickle. That's what we let's call my just, brother. Let's just let's just redo that his for name, a second. His name is Michael, and we for sure call him Mickle. Bye. You, you already Are you leaving? It, so you might as well say something. You yeah. have to edit it anyway. Yeah, I can edit it out. Are you leaving? Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Leave through the front door if you want to. Make it easier. Oh, fantastic! Did you just go upstairs to play with Roxo? that's fair he's really tired but he's lovable god thank you I'm so happy to hear that (laughs) oh god alright man we'll see you tomorrow okay go ahead and open that door and then we'll start okay and also close the door oh yeah close the the door door too and close the door you're bossy as fuck I'm just saying I don't want I mean because you can hear that when that door opens you can that's true it's pretty loud it's a hefty ass door yeah it is okay alright so, Annalise Mickel was born in West Germany on September 21st, 1952. Growing up with her parents and her three sisters, Annalise did not have a simple life. Her family was a, was strict Catholic. Mm-hmm. Three of her aunts were nuns, and her father had studied to become a priest, but didn't end up actually going through with it. I think her, his family really wanted him to, and then he was just not interested. Why would you want all of your children to be... I don't know. Wait, yeah, but so then weird. again, I don't that know. Ends the line. Yeah, I don't know how many like oh other si- siblings. Yeah, they just had three of her aunts and then her dad. And it's a Catholic family, so there's probably like twelve of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
So the Mickle family even flirted with some of the more intense elements of the religion. Mm -hmm. So they thought the reformations of Vatican II were to be ignored. So that's, I guess, they reformed um, the rules, I guess-ish. So like only believing in the Old Testament instead of New Testament would be kind of an example of what it could be like, sort of. Well, do you know? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I don't know anything about the but what what you're describing, I guess. I'm oh, oh yeah, I have no idea about that history. either. So, so they they kind of explain it a little bit. So they thought that there was no simple atonement for sin and you could not get or you can't get by by atonement of their sins alone. I guess. So like in Okay, so before so that you that was the rule and they didn't believe in the you know, whenever they reformed it and said, no, you can... You can atone for your yeah. sins and be good, basically get your free pass into Right, heaven. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they were like the stricter version of Catholicism yes. then, more than anything else. Okay, yes. that's... Mm. I, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't know that that's what that was, but it makes sense now, so... So okay. she... Yeah, so she was really... I don't know. They were really into the religion. They went to church a lot. They were real churchy. Very churchy. She would even um, spend the winter sleeping on cold wooden floors, hoping that God would take her sacrifice as penance for drug addicts who had lost their faith. What the fuck? It's very specific. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, a little bit. It seems weird not to just be like, hey, God, do with, this, do with this what you will, but I'm making sacrifices for you, but it's specifically drug addicts. Yeah. It's weird. Hmm. It is weird. So this is when start things start to get weird for her. Um in her health, I guess. So while at school one day in 1968, Annalise, who was 16 at the time, blacked out for a few minutes and, according to her friends, was in a trance-like state. Mm-hmm. She didn't remember the event and said she was fine afterwards. But at the same night, she woke up to a heavy feeling on her body and she was pretty much, like, paralyzed. So, like, what people describe now as, like, sleep paralysis. Uh-huh. Um, and then she ended up wetting the bed. Probably because she was scared as fuck. I mean, I would be too. More, she just still had to pee and she couldn't get up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Let's see. She went home from school the next day, but there was no reoccurrences and the family thought she was fine. Hmm. So it's just that one day of weirdness and then she, everything, they, she thought she was fine. Everything went back to normal. Yeah. Well, kind what, of. <clears throat> roughly what year was this? Uh, 1968. Okay, this is later than I was initially thinking then. Yeah. I was thinking this was the era of, like, there are ghosts in your blood or whatever. So When was that? Like, shitty medicine is what oh, I'm saying. Okay. Like, like old, old school medicine. Gotcha. Okay. There's a dumb meme floating around that says, I'd like to be like an old-timey doctor. So you just be like, oh, there's ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. <laughs> that's that's nice. kind of the era of medicine that we were dealing with here where it's like, we could take her to the doctor, but honestly, it's probably going to get worse. So who cares? Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Moving on. Um, so over a year later, in August 1969, Annalise had a seizure and appeared to be in the same trance-like state as before. She was then taken to a doctor to determine the cause. Her local doctor referred her to a neurologist who did not diagnose her with anything. But shortly after visiting him, she was hospitalized for tuberculosis, tuberculosis mm-hmm. in February of 1970. While in the hospital, she had a third event... In addition to being depressed and lonely, she was ridiculed and excluded by the other patients after wetting the bed. So people were essentially just making fun of her. She was really depressed. 
Yeah. All that. So she didn't know what the fuck was wrong with her as of well. Of course. Yeah. Well, and, and like having tuberculosis at that time frame would be super isolating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all of those places were pretty much like an island, not a literal island, like a metaphorical island. Right. Some of them were literal islands, though. Some of them were, yeah. And you <laughs> yeah. didn't know if you'd ever get to leave, and like, because your family couldn't really come visit you or anything, like, right? So shitty, exactly. So soon after this third experience, Annalise said she saw colors, heard sounds, and experiencing or experienced feelings of euphoria while saying a rosary. Mm-hmm. She was taken in for more tests and with another neurologist who diagnosed her with temporal lobe epilepsy which could cause among a long list of side effects uh, changes in mood hallucinations and loss of awareness okay okay so annalise eventually returned to school in 1970 but was withdrawn and depressed like she was Uh before she continued to have seizures which would deeply frustrate her since they continued to diagnose her with stuff and give her medications, but nothing was working. So they had given her medicines for her seizures, like yeah. her temporal lobe seizures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And nothing seemed to work because she was still having them. Yeah. She threw herself into Catholic books and practices, graduated from her high school and started college to become a teacher. But despite these efforts and continued medications, her condition, her condition worsened. In 1973, Annalise experienced hallucinations while praying. She would see faces, demonic faces, which told her she was damned. Is that scary? Yeah. She was obsessed with the idea that the devil was inside her. Um, She told her doctors about the faces she would see, and they put her on antipsychotic drugs. So after all of this happening for years, and her going to the doctor and doing all sorts of stuff, all of a sudden she starts thinking the devil is inside of her? Or is this something that she's kind of wondered... I think over over time, probably, she mm-hmm. thought as it worsened and worsened and nothing was happening, because she was probably had trust in her doctors that something like this medication yeah. would work. And then after it wasn't working, she was like, well, what if I'm fucking possessed? Or what if, like... Something else yeah, is... Yeah. What if something else is happening? And she's really religious, so that kind of thought was always in her head, I think. Yeah. That was my first thought after, so I didn't have herpes. <laughs> well, it's well, then, not herpes, so, so it must it's be the demon. devil. Obviously, yeah. the, the demons are coming out of my penis. The bumpy red devil. <laughs> oh man! So the medication didn't seem to help, and Annalise fell into a pit of depression, like we had talked about before. Mm-hmm. Though she believed that taking her own life would be an unforgivable sin, Annalise frequently considered suicide. She would leave the hospital, but the seizures and the demons would follow along mm-hmm. for half a decade. Doctors tried every drug under the sun to help her, but nothing seemed to work. Annalise continued to have convulsions. With modern science failing, the Mickle family turned to their church for help. So finally, they go to her church and be like, what the fuck is wrong with this chick? It's impressive they didn't go there first. I know. I'm surprised Honestly. they didn't go there sooner, yeah. yeah. Or maybe not with official help. They probably talked to them about it. But... Yeah. Talked to their aunts. The nuns. Right. So Annalise's behavior became more extreme from 1973 onward, which prompted her and her family to contact the church, who sent Pastor Alt to help. Mm-hmm. He, wa- he watched as she allegedly licked her own urine off the floor. Ew. Like, kind of like a dog, like, lapping it up. Um, she I mean, chewed chart. Germany, that's not that weird. I guess. But Shelby, gross. She went to one club over there and things got fucking <laughs> Jesus. So she also chewed charcoal 
um, ripped her clothes off. You know, people brush their teeth with charcoal yeah, now. Teeth. Yeah, it's good for you. Also, I, when I don't want to have a hangover, I take two activated charcoal tablets, and I do not have. I a don't think she was thinking that. At You're the welcome. Time. Sarah's motherfucking demon. I <laughs> might be a demon. Essentially, but between that and the drinking her pee, obviously this one's a demon. Yep, and gout. And the gout. It's so actually I, the devil. So I guess out of you my could foot. say this was all just partying so she you know drank her own <laughs> urine she'd chewed on charcoal because she's you know mm-hmm. she's drinking heavily she she wants she that ripping her off her clothes yeah i do that Been sometimes there. too right? like, i've seen you have pictures oh moving on <laughs> and she even ate uh spiders and flies which i I've would not do but had a cricket granola bar before okay was it good it was it tasted like fig newton I fucking doubt it. It did. It really did. It was made with cricket flour and it Stop was it. tasted like a fig newton. Okay. What part of the cricket is the flour? <laughs> you kill it and then grind it up. So it's like flour. It's high in protein. Hmm. Interesting. Protein of the future. Hmm. You're welcome. So she also began to avoid religious items like crucifixes and holy water. Been there? Right. Guys, she I think just wasn't demon. into it. Are yeah. we demons? Maybe. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So, and then she displayed symptoms of what the church considered demonic possession. I thought that's what we were just talking about. I know, but I what guess. What other symptoms are there? Additional things. <sighs> she won't listen to her dad. She talks right. back. Yeah. She's out all hours with boys. Uh-huh. She doesn't respond to a good slap. Nope. <laughs> Teenage rebellion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So all of this, Pastor Alt believed, was proof that Annalise was not suffering from a serious medical condition, but that demons had entered her body and looking to take her soul. Obviously. Duh. Obviously, it's demons. That's what they do. Take souls. So he knew that there was only only one way to help the girl, which would be for them to perform an exorcism. Obviously. Obviously. So he brought his evidence to Bishop Joseph Stangle along with a letter written by Annalise in which she explained that the bishop or to the bishop that she wanted to suffer for other people. What the fuck? Which is weird. Whatever. When did she write that? When she was possessed by the devil? I don't know, Sarah. Well, the suffering for other people thing was a way back thing. Then. Well, right. no, I know, but like, but, when did she write that? Right, where did this letter come from is what I'm I think she was about. going in and out of these states. Like, I think maybe she had okay days where she could do this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But then it just got worse and worse over time. Gotcha. So, uh, let's see. So the bishop, bishop Stangle approved um, the request and sent Father Arnold Renz to work with Alt on September 25th, 1975. Alt and Renz performed the first of 67 exorcisms. Holy fuck. God 67. damn, are you hourly? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was like once or twice a week, I think, is what they said. That's a lot. Uh, all right, Annalise, same time next week. Bye, then. <laughs> Bye. Right. Just Jesus. go see a therapist, guys. Oh, gosh. <sighs> yeah, it says one to two times a week, Renz and Alt would chain Annalise to a bed and perform the rite of exorcism, documenting each session by recording the event on cassettes. According to the recordings, Annalise was possessed by at least, at least six demons. And they claim these demons, which I don't approve of, but whatever, they claim they are Lucifer, Judas, Cain, Nero, Hitler, and a disgraced Frankish priest from the 16th century. Wow, odd man out. 
So seriously, these guys have so much better shit to do. Yeah. Also, like, why would Hitler be a demon? I don't know. Probably because she made this shit up. This wasn't real. It's not a fucking demon. I'm not blaming her. I'm blaming her goddamn priest. Yeah. Did, if, I mean, if he's the one's like, hey man, there's some evil in there. That's some Hitler. I've done seen it before, <laughs> like fucking thirty years ago, man. I've done seen this shit already. That is Hitler. It just yeah. makes me think like. When Eliza comes home from daycare, she's like, my friend bit me. We're like, who bit you? My friend. Which friend? Was it Chloe? That Chloe girl bite you? Chloe bit me. Like, <laughs> it's a leading question. That's true. Right. That's true. Fucking Hitler bit me. <laughs> Hitler bit me. Was it Hitler? Was it Nero? That son of a bitch. So there's a quite a few um, audio recordings of her in these trance-like states with these demons, supposed demons. And I have a video that lists all six of them. Granted, you're not going to be able to understand the words she's saying because it's she's German, so she's going to be speaking German. Um, but the voices are crazy, are, and we can probably are, are the demons can, speaking Latin? No, that's, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. I'd, I don't well, know either way. That's the prototypical demon language. But then again, I mean, obviously, if it's like Hitler and Nero, that's right. well. I mean, Nero should know Latin, but right. But, I'm trying to, is it on YouTube? Okay, yeah. I got it. Yeah. I got it. And then it will list out if it's Hitler, if it's Nero, if it's whatever. So if you want to say it while it goes on, you can do that. I don't want to. Here okay. you go. This is Hitler. Also, they're speaking German. Yeah, I just said that. I wasn't listening. I was trying to use your stupid keypad. Yeah, that's Hitler if I ever heard him. Okay, this one's Kane. I love this song. <laughs> I think what's most disturbing is like the difference in these pictures of her. Because it like, if you look this up, and Jennifer, we can post this on Facebook if you want to. This one's Nero, by the way. Just like she obviously has black eyes. Yeah, I'm talking about that later. It's crazy. She's getting so skinny. This is Fleischmann? That's the, yeah, 16th century priest. He sounds almost more intense than Nero. But she's so pretty. Like, she's a pretty girl. Yeah. This one is. I can't see what this one is. It didn't say at the bottom. But she looks gaunt and horrible. This one doesn't say either. Hmm. So, yeah. It's only a bunch of cats fucking. It kind of <laughs> did, actually. I mean, I've never heard cats fuck. But sure, I'll take your word for it. Trust me on this one. Okay. This is so sad. Yeah. Like, it was so sad. Yes. Definitely, when I, whenever you see pictures of her, it's so fucked up. But I'll, I'll list out exactly what happened to her and everything. So, so for a time, the session seemed to actually help Annalise, and she was able to return to school. She was even able to begin um, attending church again, but it didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Um, as the spring of 1976 came on, 
Annalise's seizures worsened. She began to insult, beat, scratch, and even bite her family members. That sounds like Eliza. Right? It does. Go away. And so whenever she couldn't get her hands on any of her sisters, Annalise would self-mutilate and beat herself. She would also be heard screaming throughout the house for hours while breaking crucifixes, destroying paintings of Jesus, and pulling apart rosaries. So she also refused to eat, which is why she got so fucking skinny. Yeah. Um, But she was saying that the demons wouldn't let her eat. Then freaking intravenous it. Or like feeding tube her or something. You think. Yeah, I don't know. Also, how many episodes where you destroy pictures of Jesus and crucifixes can you possibly have in one house they before keep replacing- you run out of those things? <laughs> Listen, they're super Catholic. Yeah. It's like mandated. It's probably on every fucking wall. This demon probably owned a Catholic goods store. Probably. That's what this is yeah. all about. Damn it. But she would also collapse her knees and rise back um, up quickly, only to repeat the motion hundreds of times each day, breaking her kneecaps in the process. Jesus Christ. Still, her parents trusted in the church and did not seek medical help. In her lucid moments, Annalise would tell everyone willingly to listen and and that she was willing to die in order to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church. I think that would be... I would hear her say that and think it's the devil. (laughs) He's like, I want this girl to die, so obviously, please leave me alone. I'm trying to make up for these really specific sins of other people. Yeah, I don't know. So she continued to refuse to eat, but now she made it clear that it was her own choice. So she kind of changed her mind. Mm -hmm. So not the choice of the demons inside her. In her weakened state, Annalise came down with pneumonia and a fever. She, She became very skinny, dropping under 100 pounds. Still, the two priests continued the sessions. The final exorcism was done on June 30th, 1976, when Annalise was only 23 years old, too frail to bend down herself because her knees were fucking broken. Mm -hmm. Um, Her parents actually helped her bend up and down. Like for the the kneeling bits, I'm assuming, of this Catholic thing? Yes. Every exorcism I've ever seen, they just have to lay in a bed. I know. I've never seen any where they have to kneel. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, you wouldn't think they'd exactly be like a willing participant in their own exorcism. Right. Yeah. Which is super weird to me. But yeah, it's a little strange. She told Rents, which is one of the priests in Alt, to beg for absolution, then turns her attention to her family through tears, Annalise whispers, Mother, I'm afraid. I think she knew she was probably going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So on the morning of July 1st, um, Annalise, which was the next day, yeah, the next day, um, mm-hmm. Annalise died of starvation and dehydration. According to the coroner's report, she weighed just 68 pounds when she died. Holy fuck. Her autopsy revealed she was, also had fractured teeth, two black eyes, and bruises on her hands, arms, and wrists, as well as broken knees and numerous wounds on her body. So those are the pictures that you were saying. It was like... That's how bad it got. Yeah. I mean, she looked horrible. The the various stages of all this. Yeah. Hmm. So, fathers Alt and Rince, as well as Annalise's parents, were put on trial for negligent homicide in 1978. The priests um, maintained the exorcism was successful and liberated Annalise from the demons possessing her. 
That's a fucking cop out. Yeah. Wait, she wasn't possessed before she fucking died. I mean, she wasn't ex- exercised, I guess, before right. she died. The, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't like right away. Yeah. Technically, the devil won. Like they were still inside of her when she died, which means that he got her soul. I don't know. And then they probably just like bailed out. Yeah. It's like shutting down a house party. Like those people don't stop partying; they are going to a different party. Yeah. So they didn't win. Nobody fucking won. I think that was their like defense. <laughs> probably about it. the only one they had at right. the time, I would imagine. Where it's like, well, we maybe they could have gotten medical attention, but like we 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 had it. We had it under control. We it totes was fine. saved her. It's fine. Right. Well, we saved her soul. Yeah. Right. Which is what they're mostly concerned for. Um, Alt even claims some of the wounds were stagmata. Stigmata. Stigmata. Sorry. The wounds endured by Jesus Christ prior to his death. The the evidence didn't line up, however, and it was hardly enough to sway the courts. All parties were found guilty, but their sentences varied. Alt and Rents were charged with manslaughter and given six months in prison and three years of probation. Their sentences were actually later suspended, which is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. So instead, the, the priests were fined because supposedly the prosecution didn't actually want the sentence to be that harsh okay. it was more than what they asked for so they lessened it after the fact to just a fine what the fuck i think that's crazy what lesson are you teaching priests in the situation i don't know well and the church insane. has to approve it like the vatican has to approve an official exorcism yeah. so right. like how much were they fined I don't know. Because whatever it, it was was probably nothing to right. the Catholic Probably. Ain't, ain't Vatican money, I'll tell you yeah. that. Yeah, right. Here's a ring. Yeah. So Annalise's parents received no punishment as the German legal system deemed that they had suffered enough. So what was the point of even putting them on trial I don't then? know. I don't know. It's insane. Yeah, that... Yeah. That's deeply fucking frustrating. Why yeah, is it... I know. When you tell us stories, like, I get so angry (laughs) i don't know it's always stories where i'm like what the fuck is wrong with people i don't know i'm like hey pablo escobar i enjoy your cocaine i really like the fucked up stories that just make me angry Hmm. i don't know so in 1984 german bishops and theologians 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 yeah i I don't like it either yeah it just doesn't sound right (laughs) performed a commission to review the case of annalise mickle and found that the church did not do enough to help a girl who is clearly mentally ill in the review the commission highlighted specific parts of the exorcism rites that uh feed into the delusion of a person who is suffering from a mental illness particularly the use of the phrase i command the unclean spirit which confirms to the patient that they are truly possessed. The commission requested that these lines be changed in order to help those in need, but of course the Vatican the Vatican ignored their request. Well, they have an updated exorcism ritual. We've talked about that before. Sure. Right, apparently it doesn't involve kneeling. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the conversation we had we talked about how it includes emojis now. Maybe that was at the live show. I don't know. I, no, I think that was the live show. Was it? Okay, sorry, yeah. guys. But yeah, that was essentially it. And that obviously there was a movie made about it. It was mostly about the um, the trial. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen the movie, it's it starts in the in the trial and goes back into flashbacks essentially right. of what happened to her. 
Maybe and I haven't seen this. It's movie a little then. similar to um, the story as well, just loosely. But I mean, I feel like a lot of exorcism movies are similar. Yeah, so. most exorcism movies are the same damn movie, right? But. So in the movie, do they portray it as a girl with a mental illness or a demonic possession? It it feels more like a demonic possession in the movie. Yeah, okay. I mean the the way they the way they shot it and the way her like that her body moves more than yeah. anything else feels very demony. Okay. Gotcha. Cuz that initial scene, like one of the first scenes in the movie where it's like they walk in and she's like doing the crazy backwards crab thing like I hate leaned that. up on her head. Yeah, yeah. Not not like Linda Blair style, not like shuffling down the stairs. She's just like in her room just stoic like that. And that shit fucked with me. Huh. Not a big fan. I can I can see Linda Blair crab walk up and down those stairs five hundred times. Barely affects me for yeah. whatever reason. Seeing somebody just like frozen in that position, not a fan. Yeah, shit freaks mm. me out. But I think in the, if I remember correctly, in the movie, it's like a similar um, like they she starves to death, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, the parents or the priests don't like they don't get any punishment at all. Just like in this case, so, yeah, yeah, I don't remember that part. Of, yeah. of that movie. But again, it's been several years since I've right. seen it, too. So I, I kind of want to see it again after doing this story. Yeah. I, maybe, I, maybe I haven't ever seen it. Like, I've definitely heard about it. But a d- bunch of possession movies came out all at yeah. that same time. Yeah. 2005 was a pretty pretty hot time for possession, e- exorcism and possession movies. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we well, should watch it. Yeah, we should watch that if you haven't already seen it. And I would like to see it again in any case. So Okay. Yep. Movie night. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, guys. Well, Jennifer, that was amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. I am spooked. I am super spooked. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or even just want to tell us how kind of scared you are of being possessed or touched by a priest, hit us us up on Facebook or Instagram, or you can always email us at queencitycreeps at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and have a good night. Bye. Bye.